welcome 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 everybody for our viewers our daily listeners thank you for tuning in and not to forget to please uh, follow us on instagram and on spotify just type out hear me out podcast and you will find us in a pink microphone okay it's all great so i am so happy and excited to um continually share the stories about health and how that has affected us and um i am glad that everyone and i hope actually everyone has learned uh, the stories that were shared by each of the every other guest that i've had it's been an absolute pleasure and i thank each and every one of them that they've actually taken the time to sit and share their stories because it's fundamental for another person to hear a person's story so that they're able to build grow and evolve and understand different situations and different um, implementations and how uh, life affects people uh, in different ways. All right, so let me also announce that um, H or HMO, that's what I've named it, it's HMO, uh, Hear Me Out podcast is on its sixth episode. Can we not be jealous and give it a round of applause, please? It's been absolutely great. And um so grateful that everyone has really been, you know, 100% supportive. It's been great. So getting down to today's topic, we are talking about surviving coronavirus. It's been happening all over the world and people have lost lives around them, uh, people that they care about through COVID-19. And just to give a brief idea what COVID-19 um, is, it's very tricky because I think People have experienced it holistically, but it affects people in different ways. Uh, most people, most infected people will develop mild, uh, moderate illness. But what I would share is that if you are experiencing it or are going through it, seek immediate medical attention. If you have the serious symptoms, uh, call your medical doctor and get the immediate health you can um, as soon as possible. I would like to also alliterate that our guest is one that has also survived coronavirus and she will share her story. I would like that she actually introduces herself and shares her own <laughs> platform of telling us of who she is and what she's about. So um, let me just say there she is. Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm excited that you're here. You're joining us. I am ecstatic that you'll be sharing so much at this table. I'm excited myself. Happy Women's Day, by the oh, way. <laughs> yes, it is definitely Women's Day. This is like an epic one because you are our, f you're not my first woman, but you are definitely peaking on this day. And we are um, excited that you're going to be sharing quite a fun, fun fundamental story on COVID-19. Awesome stuff. I'm also excited to be here. Uh, good um, afternoon, if it's uh, if they're going to be listening in the afternoon. Afternoon to your viewers or listeners. I'm happy to be here. Yes, definitely. As you said, um, introducing myself, as you mentioned, I'm Venice Ditejo. Um, I am a woman of God, firstly Christian. I am also a sports coordinator in the Ndlovuke group. 
I am also an academic um, studying at TUT, Tuana University of Technology, doing my postgrad in sports management. I am also an athlete, a tennis player, a runner, a sports fanatic. Yeah, that's who I am. And uh, best of all, or um, like the biggest highlight would be me being a COVID survivor. So yes, that's just a little bit about me. Okay. And I know that um, generally, like as conversating, there's so many losses that have happened in within our lives and within our families, with our friends and families through COVID. And um, with the fact that you were then diagnosed with COVID, how did that kind of um, affect your mental health? Because already the world is going through this whole pandemic. And um, you also realize you find out that you have COVID. How was that for you like? Sure. We, we jump right into uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to, <laughs> to scare you. There wasn't, health, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't no, a, no, no, a no. proper introduction <laughs> to that end, but we are here. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, no, no worries. This is this is a very beautiful question because as a country, I think even mental health is really a big one. Yeah, so how, yeah, so with me, you, you see how big this thing is worldwide, not only in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine having something as an individual that constitute or that is, you know, something that the whole world is facing so you you also start thinking of it in that magnitude so you start getting way stressed than something you would normally get stressed about yeah so if it's a worldwide thing you hear the death rates you hear how it's going affecting people's lives how people are you know you know not surviving it how people get really ill all that and then you to think of orlena you've got that Mm. i mean that it becomes a huge blow so i think for me I was very in denial the first day I, I, I heard about it. Oh, I saw the message. Actually, you get tested and then you get an SMS. So I I was very in denial. Uh, I kept thinking, no, no, it's like, because even when I get, got tested, it wasn't even my idea to get tested. I just thought, ah, my voice is gone and perhaps let me just go and consult. And somebody uh, said to me, no, go and consult. When I got there, another lady said, can you test for COVID? I was like, no, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine how I, when I found out that it, it became a huge, huge blow. And, you know, um, with regards to mental health, I think it took me, like, as I said in my introduction, all these things that I do, all these things that I am, yeah. um, I felt like it, it caused a, st- a standstill in my life. And mm-hmm. obviously that could be very stressful uh, to think, you now you now have to lock yourself in a room. You no longer have to go and participate in sports. You no longer have to go and see your family. You no longer have to hang around with your friends. Or maybe because me being also a sport coordinator, I just started this new job. Now you don't even are uh, able to to do your duties or to perform certain stuff, you know, for the community because yeah. I work with a lot of community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you have to, it, it becomes a standstill. You no longer do anything that you used to do. So yeah. it was a really, really big blow. And mental health, I promise you, it really became stressful. Um, yeah, it was really stressful. Okay. I, I can tell you that much. So, okay, let's, let's just um, boil, like run it back a bit, right? So how and where do you suspect you um probably when were in contact with someone or touched a surface or anything for you to result in having to have covid not <laughs> giving any details no uh, don't 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 put out anyone's name for that matter but how you think when you cuz there's always a a 
a trail back as to how it possibly would have happened. You know what I mean? Um, mm. How did you perhaps think it would have uh, happened <laughs> to you? You know what? That's a very good question because that's the only thing you think about the whole time. Mm. You're like, where could I, where could I possibly have gotten this? And mm. you know what? Um, so when I track back, I, I I was diagnosed on the 25th of June, June mm-hmm. and then when I track back, I started my symptoms on the 21st, which is which was on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the days quite well because I was keeping records. Yeah. <laughs> so I. <laughs> So on the 21st um, and then the 20th, I, I, that, uh, the, tw- the 19th on a Saturday, I started having a challenge with my voice. Mm-hmm. And then on the, 20, uh, on the 20th, I, I lost my voice a bit and I was singing happy birthday to, uh, you know, my friend's daughter. And mm-hmm. I was still like, I was just battling with that. I was just not able to take out my voice. So I tracked back and I started thinking, when did this happen? When I, when I got COVID, I started thinking, okay, I, I checked with the symptoms. So I had the symptoms that weekend. I had the symptoms maybe from that week. So that week I'm usually at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually at work during the week. So the symptoms started showing in during the weekend. So I think I had gotten it perhaps at work. Um, or because I, I worked two jobs by then, mm. or on the weekend in, in Gauteng. So okay. in, on weekends, I'm in Gauteng coaching that side, and during the week, I'm in Limpopo. So between those two places, because in my family, to be honest with you, I think there's very little movement. Um, my granny's indoors, my mom is indoors, my siblings, one goes to school. Um, but, uh, you know, you always think that they are in a protected environment. They know they're not supposed to do what and what, mm-hmm. uh, sanitize and all that. But there's a good friend of mine who said something very, that's, that really put my heart at ease. Or you never know where you got in it because it can get into, like it can come in any, like in any way without you even knowing. For example, you can, she she said this example, you can, um, ha- leave your mask on maybe a table on a surface, maybe whilst eating, and then something or someone or yourself, let's say maybe you have touched another place, or so that mask has landed on somebody, like on on um, some some water substance that somebody maybe where like they coughed there or something like that, even mm. though you clean the surface or something, Jay, where you touch or you, or you touch something, then you touch your mask, yeah, then your mask touches your face. So it can never be predicted 100%. Hore. You can, you, you have, you got it from Gauteng now because it has the highest rate or you got in it from work because you are working with sports and there was maybe contact sports. And at mm. the time there was non-contact sports. So I was busy with tennis because mm. I, I coach tennis more mm-hmm. than the other sporting codes that I started recently coordinating. But yeah, mm-hmm. so... I think the the best explanation to where I got it from is I could I could have gotten it anyway. I think people need to understand that, or it's you know we we always feel um, we always judge ourselves. Or hey, I could have maybe taken myself uh, taken care of myself better. Yeah. I could have done this to protect myself. Look, I sanitize all the time. I've got a sanitizer in my bag. I've got a sanitizer in my car. I have a sanitizer in my room. I'm the one who sanitizes people, the kids, before they start playing. I'm the one who tell them to wear masks. I put on a mask over, every single day. I put a double mask uh, whenever whenever I'm out of the office. Mm. So you can never be too careful. You think, or I am careful, but if you get it, don't be too hard on yourself thinking I was careless. You are not careless. Yeah. It's really, you can really just get it anyway, I promise you. Like something small, you know, you can really get it anyway. It's not mm. a matter of somebody had coughed on you who has it 
or you yeah or something like that that we okay. always hear in the news yeah um or you don't sanitize yeah. Yo, i sanitize <laughs> <laughs> you are sent sanitizers i want i want to yeah you are you are the center of sanitizers. so um mm. you spoke about your voice that is part of a symptom that uh, you experience as losing your voice what other symptoms did you experience um, in the mist? Because I'm sure you don't just experience symptoms as prior to note, note, noting that you're diagnosed. But what other symptoms did you have prior and within the process of you having to quarantine in that time? Mm, I love that you put the question like that because the symptoms that I had on like as a what you call it going forward not mm. beforehand so i'm going to talk about you know the different stages okay um so the first the first time i had the first symptom that i was aware of was the the reason why i'm saying i'm aware of because some some of them you don't know until something happens but okay. anyway um so the first time was the voice the, mm-hmm. the loss of voice because i was i was doing everything that i was still doing i was healthy i was playing tennis um so i just remember on the friday um, where I was at work, I couldn't hold the racket. So I was just feeling a bit tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't play tennis. All of a sudden, I, I, I left in, in the middle of a practice. I sat down, actually, not left the court, but I was just like, no, guys, I'm not feeling well. I'm just feeling tired. And that weekend, that um, 19th and 20th, when I was singing happy birthday to my my friend's daughter, um, I, I had lost my voice, you know? And, um, and yeah, and then afterwards... That's when I on on the Wednesday I on Monday Tuesday Wednesday then my voice was just completely gone. That weekend it was there but it was hoarse, mm. and then during that week Monday from the twenty first until the twenty third because I remember we had visitors we had um, you know people funders coming to to our uh, organization mm-hmm. um, and then we had to prepare for them and the way I was running up and down I couldn't even see any other symptom happening on my body because I was so busy and my absent-minded at the time but I know my voice was gone because I wasn't able to really just communicate and everyone would be like what's happening with your voice I was like I, I think maybe it's the the car aircon because I had a challenge with my voice before so I didn't even think it was covered then okay. so on the 20 on the 24th on a Thursday I went and tested and I got my results on the 25th ah immediately getting my after getting my results there were other symptoms that showed um the okay. reason earlier where I said when I said um, some that you are aware of. So I didn't realize that some perhaps were there before and then I only realized them after getting tested because you start seeing, oh, maybe this this is actually COVID. So for example, after getting tested, I, I got um, a lack of taste, lack of smell. Mm. Um, so for example, bread. So everything was tasting in the in its original form. So with bread, when I eat bread or cookies, mm. I'll taste flour. I'll taste something <laughs> that doesn't taste nice. <laughs> Sorry and that I'm laughing. Drink... Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, I mean I'm very I'm laughing as well about these things now. But at the time, I was just I was asking people, does this taste well for you? Is this okay? Because I thought for me, maybe it's rotten or whatever, you know. Um. So I also tasted, like, so cool drink for me tasted like soda water, stuff oh like that. Word. Eggs tasted like they are not 
well cooked. So I started feeling, yo. And last week, I, I that last week of yeah, that week I'm talking about, mm. I actually ordered some food and then it didn't taste nice. And I called the person saying the food today tastes different, you know. And I always compliment this person, and they were so shocked with what what's wrong. And with me at the time, I didn't know I had COVID, so I was just like, hey, this food today, CC, I I'm so sorry. I you know I always compliment you, but it doesn't taste good. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like the poor lady, you know. I'm sure that yeah, and I went back and apologized. But anyway, so yeah, I lack of taste, lack of smell, so I couldn't smell anything, anything at all. Um, if I go into the bathroom, if I come out, it's still the same. I enjoyed the lack of smell because anything that like I, I have challenges with smell. So if I smell something that doesn't smell good, I don't like. So I like obviously people don't like that, but for me it's just. Yeah, in my language, they call it honyenya. So okay. it was good for me. I wasn't smelling anything. So if they cooked in the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything. I would just be told food is ready. Mm-hmm. I couldn't smell anything. Like, you literally lose smell. And then after, like, five to seven days, I had diarrhea. Um, yeah, I had diarrhea. And then muscle pain throughout from the 25th of June uh, after getting tested, after getting after testing positive. I, I got muscle pain. You see, the muscle pain was just the worst one because I couldn't even move my body sometimes. Sometimes my my phone would be too heavy to carry. Oh. I, it reminded me of the time where I left the tennis practice um, in the middle because I was tired. Like I, I was picking up the racket, playing, trying to do the, the follow through was so painful, trying to take my racket back, all the, the steps that you do as you play. Mm-hmm. They were just so difficult for the first time ever. And I've been playing tennis for five years now. So I was just so, yeah, I was just so compressed and I felt like this is not me. So yeah, I had that um, headache as well. Ooh, the headache was bad. It's not like any type of headache that you would experience it's not even like a migraine it's a different type of headache you you don't know what to do with it you feel like like you don't know what to do like even if you take a uh, medication or anything it doesn't go away mm-hmm. um it stops and goes on its own time and at that time you can just imagine so your body is painful you are not able to get up or hold your phone or chat or whatever you have a, a very extreme headache um, you feel like literally you're dying. You literally feel like your your soul is about to leave your body because you you are helpless. You can't do anything. Even though you take medication, you can't you can't do anything. So I think for me, what helped me with my symptoms was that I was always trying to be ahead of them. So in the morning, I wouldn't allow, I wouldn't wait and allow the symptoms to t- to to sort of like take over my body. I would wake up early in the morning around around. Uh, five six and quickly take a bath and then afterwards i would um, eat and drink my medication so with that then you you prevent it from it taking over because once it starts you if you take it's like some it's like it's like something that just comes over you and presses you down Mm -hmm. and you're no longer able to do your daily activities or you wake up okay you won't do your daily activities because you're isolated but you're no longer able to do anything Mm-hmm. Once it comes in and it comes before you. So for me, I always try to come before it and fix my mind completely in the morning. I would tell myself, I would do affirmations. Okay. I would pray a lot. I was like actually I said, about a... to ask, how did you fix your mind? How did you mentally fight it? Because I think it's not more of a, a, a physical battle of your body having to fight this, but it's more also on your mental and spiritual fight that you need to constantly um fight with yourself because you hear so many 
reports and it flashes on you mostly and I, i'm obviously not talking from experience but i can just imagine that every time when you open your phone or there there there's there's news about something on covid all the time mm-hmm. and the exactly. fight the fight is mostly for your mental and spiritual being than it is for your physical because those two combined are able to fight the the physical i would like to believe so i'm sorry that i jumped in but i was also about to ask how did you um maneuver that end of your mental and spiritual to fight the physical yeah look that's a very you know um real question it's a serious one um because I think, like you're saying, obviously you are on your phone. You see, people ask you a lot of questions. For example, you are isolated. You are supposed to have meetings. You're supposed to do what. But now mm-hmm. you tell people. Now, firstly, people's stories and checking on you and all that. It's also adding to your mental uh, state. So, mm-hmm. okay, to be honest with you, I think my family. To answer your question, my family was number one of how I managed to pull through emotionally. Okay. Um, how I could pre- prepare my mind to at least, you know, um, try to to try to have a better day. Number one, my mom would come every morning. My grandma would not come in my room, obviously, but outside. So they're mm. speaking to me through the door. How how did you sleep? How are you? My dad. We would call each other on the phone. Um, even though I'm in the same house, but we'll talk their mm. presence. Cause obviously you are isolated from the world. Mm. If you are like that and you don't have family support or anyone to check on you, I promise you, you feel so alone and you feel like you are waiting to die. So if you have people who remind you that they're still here, you are in, we see you are still in their life. You are still like living, you're still in the world. Um, you still, hello, we are still around. Um, mm. Then I promise you, it definitely helps a hundred percent before, because at that time I'm really weak myself. So I can't say the best thing was that I was praying. I was, that there are times where even as a Christian, you are weak in prayer, mm-hmm. uh, especially in such moments. There are times where even as a friend or anything else, you are weak. You can't even call friends. You can't even speak. You know, you 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 just you are just weak. Mm-hmm. So um, and and for me as a woman who's able to, in, I always try to be in control in my life and trying to plan out stuff and trying to always be this motivated person, self motivated, and I always have positive thoughts and all that. That part was difficult because I could see that I'm. Not, I can say losing the battle, but at the same time, every time you try to regain, if there's no support outside, I was maybe, I, don't, I wouldn't know where I would be, you know, because um, you get tired of trying to stay strong. You get tired of trying to just pull through because like you said, you have reminders on your phone. You, you know, the impact of COVID on, on a person's body, yes. on the world itself, what it has done, the damage, you know. And then you know you have it, imagine. So you are just like so down. So I think my family, my, you know, my boyfriend, not to forget my boyfriend, Riboni, he was really there for me. Morning devotions, every day we prayed. Um, we prayed, you know, we prayed. And even my, my friends, I remember um, we had a prayer, uh, what do you call it, a prayer week as well. My friends, I remember as well, I think you're also part of my uh, prayer week. But that one was of my birthday. But I had another one, yeah, of uh, my COVID days. Sure. Um, I think my family, really, my family, the support of friends, um, 
yeah, you know, I remember Cynthia also called me, prayed on me, my aunt prayed for me, uh, family and friends. I think that's because at that moment, ne, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, forget everything, you forget who you are, you forget everything about yourself that makes you strong. Yeah. You really depend on the next person because you, you no matter how much strong you are, the world can turn around in your life and you get you can get really at your lowest. Yeah. And then you need someone to rise on your behalf. Yeah. At that time, Venice is, you know, unable perhaps to, to really just self-motivate and to come out of it. Yeah. So even though it's still positive, I mean, it still needs you to be positive to a certain extent, actually to a higher extent, but you do need people. So I think my family, my family really helped channeled. And also, like I said, waking up in the morning, trying to not let it go. If it catches with me, ooh, my whole day would be bad. Yo, I remember Whoa. there was days, yo, <laughs> there was days where it was just so terrible. You know, nothing was, nothing was working, nothing helped. But yeah, I think also one more thing to add, um, I had vaccinated before, Oh, yes. I, I remember so, you actually sharing prior to all of this. You said, you know, I got vaccinated and only after I got COVID. So they are busy with a study. Even here at my workplace, they have a research center and they're busy with a study that talks about how vaccinated people also, you know, project less symptoms or they don't go beyond a certain yeah so they they so i think with that it also helped uh, really honestly because i've got people who i know who went to icu who who some died who i'm not saying you you won't die or anything like that but i always say the vaccine is actually like a seat belt mm-hmm. um you even though you get an accident you you don't get extreme like you at least something holds you something prevents you from really you know yeah, losing your life or losing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it that helps also with helped. the fight. It helped with the fight, definitely, okay. definitely. Okay. No, I, I, I 100% <clears throat> understand what you're saying. And I really do appreciate the fact that you really um, share your story and share um, your experience with COVID. I think most importantly, what I am uh, gaining or rather being informed about um, any kind of condition is that the more support you have, the better it is to fight and deal and face what you are currently going through. And I know previously with our, with our, with my previous episodes, a lot of questions where I, I, I ask a lot about how did you get through it? And most answers are support friends, family um affirmation words of affirmation to yourself and praying for one another that has been like 100% the thing that a lot of my guests have been um speaking about and i think it's something that we probably take lightly having to support each other we don't realize that and a support as small as a check in a prayer a call of how you're doing and having a proper intimate conversation with a person is very much an important one because it shows a sense of kindness and care. And mm. um, with all of what's, what's been happening, we need to unite as a country, as friends, as family to fight this battle because 
I was having a conversation with someone and they were telling me, Uguti, with them, it becomes more of a, a slightly of a, a something of color. COVID is something of color. And <laughs> there are people who believe so many myths. That's just what it, mm. it, it, it has boiled down to. It's a lot of myths that people believe and people die because they believe in certain myths. But it's not True. about what yeah. you believe at point. It's about fighting this with the adequate best support you can. And it doesn't mean, Uti, when you do have the support, you won't pull through. It's different stories for everyone. It's mm. different stories for everyone. And me having to just take the time and having you, Grace, hear me out podcast with an experience, I really just want to say thank you. Because it could be also a personal uh, experience that one wouldn't want to share because I want to forget that I actually went through such a thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to just leave it there and never want to um, explore anything about it or talk about it because it, it, it affects a person to that degree. It really does. Um, one of my other uh, uh, friends that I do know was uh, just also came out of COVID recently. I think it's been a couple of weeks and um he was just saying how overwhelmed it is to just step back into their norm the normal life it's overwhelming <laughs> like having people around having it's very overwhelming and i'm just like you don't think about all these things when you are not either the person on the other side or even um expecting them to jump back into their life again you know how True. how was it for you having to go back into normal life <laughs> yeah um yes you you also be just before that you mentioned that the pleasure you know the not pleasure but you mentioned talking about my story look i i'm gonna talk about this story i feel like many people need speaking about support many people also need to be supportive coming from this experience to other people who are still going through it so that you know you can pull through venice has mm. pulled through it means another person so the, another person can pull through so how will they know if we don't speak about it so no it's 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 honestly a pleasure and an honor um the overwhelming part <laughs> um yo you know so you, you are 10 days out in your room mm. and you, you you haven't been working you haven't been seeing people you haven't been i'm still even trying to catch up mm. <laughs> i'm still even trying to catch up um so my academics so yeah um, i came in and i remember at that time you are so tired and you you told to focus on your your health right mm. and you are forced to focus on your health because you really can't do anything like not so but you yeah you feel a bit disabled so mm. now you have to go back and try to really catch up on everything because the world does go on um then my academics for example i had four assignments that were overdue that i needed to catch up on mm -hmm. my work so i had just gotten a promotion from work and i, I needed to get into training asap mm -hmm. uh, training meaning i have to go into three hour workshops to be to be taught about many stuff mm -hmm. that i needed to be trained for for my new position okay um, so that alone uh, disabled me to, to focus on my schoolwork at the time because my schedule is no longer the same as how it used to be where I can do schoolwork some, some time of the day, then some of the time of the day I do work. So it was just now 
having to catch up on whatever I've missed or didn't submit. And then, I st- like I said, I'm still catching up because I haven't gotten back into my exercise routine. I haven't gotten back into, okay, my diet routine is my fault. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten back <laughs> I haven't gotten back to many stuff that I used to do. And that's because um, I'm still learning how to come, you know, how to live with having had it because now you are also more conscious, more. Mm-hmm. So I left my other job. Like I said earlier, I was working two jobs. So I left that. So now I'm still working around my whole schedule of um, what to do next and how to take stuff is things, take things easier because number one, you came, you, you come back with a different mindset. I yes. promise you, you are now, you are now health conscious. You now tell yourself to rest more like me with me. I have been all over the place, busy all the time, Monday to Monday. So now you come back and you're like, no, um, yo, I saw how it can, you can easily leave the world. Mm-hmm. You can easily, so you need to prioritize stuff differently. Now you have to, so right now I was like, I was, I was telling you, I'm at work, but I feel so like I need to be with my family kind of thing. My sister is around, so I want to, so you want to spend time more with your family. So you, yeah, you, I can say you get overwhelmed, but you, for me, it's more about prioritizing more. You, you, you now um, have a lot on your plate to, to still finish because you left, you know, you left stuff on pause or things has happened when, whilst you are still in quarantine or in isolation, now you have to redo those things. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of those. And then that adds to being overwhelmed, but you take it a step by step. I think mentally I'm so fine right now. So it's not, it's not bothering me as much. Uh, but oh yeah, the other thing was, Hey, I was starting to wear three masks, not two, not one. <laughs> <laughs> so you get back into the world and you think I have to be extra. That's why I started off earlier by telling people it's not your fault. You didn't get this uh, because you were not wearing a mask or whatever. So, but now I wear, you know, your your surgical masks, two of them, and then I put the other, you know, the what do you call the, the, the material one, one on top, top. Yeah. Mm. the cotton one on top. I've got two sanitizers. I've got sanitizers everywhere in my car. Do you have gloves? I've got, you know, huh? yeah, I use gloves, but that's for <laughs> that's for coaching. Usually okay. when I coach, <laughs> yeah. But but in the in the that was the first week I ca- I came out. Uh, right now I no longer put on my gloves and I no longer put three masks, but two at least. Mm-hmm. So you get. I think it's also about. To be honest with you, it's also about what you feel people might be thinking of you coming okay. into the world, back into the world, knowing that you have had COVID. Okay. Because you are also judging yourself, feeling like people might not want to be next to you. Okay. People might feel like you're still contagious. Mm. You know, people have lack of um, understanding of this. Like you spoke about the myths and all that. So mm. you're coming into the world with people with such mindsets mm. and you don't blame them. I mean, I cannot really understand. So everyone, whenever you come close and not close, but whenever you come or greet them, they quickly put on the mask, they quickly stuff like that. And they mm. always sanitize, but I am glad my family and my colleagues um, were, I think because they're educated about this, they were, um, you know, making me feel at home, you know, okay. I would, yeah, I would, I would do stuff. Cause in the beginning, remember I, I wasn't sharing a plate. I wasn't sharing anything. So at that moment we'd drink tea together. Together, we I would, you know, you know when you have tea together, you you have the sugar, um, what do you call it? the 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 thing the that holds sugar. <laughs> so you would, 
they have nut cutlery, not eating utensils. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So you you would now have to pass it around for others to to take. So such things I wasn't able to do anymore with my family. But mm. after maybe 15 days, you know, you quarantine only for 10 days. But after maybe 15 days, I was able to do that. So you slowly go in and then at first you were afraid to touch. You were thinking people might fit, might not want to touch it anymore or you become the last to touch it so that, you know, no one else will want it mm. after. You know, you you judge yourself a lot, to be honest, and people do judge you as well and people do, but with, with great understanding, to be honest, you do understand, but you also feel like you are still isolated whilst you are, you are back in the world. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you you do feel that, ah, okay, I still need to be on my own in a way, but I'm back, I'm back in the world. But... Yeah, so the, it it was it was a lot of stuff. It was overwhelming. It was judging, judgment. It was yeah. It was just a lot. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah, no man, I, yo, oh, I can I can I can hear that you you really did go through a lot of phases, a lot of um, um, things, man. I'm actually quite emotional about it, but you went through a lot, and I think it. I, I it's unfair but it's a story and it's your story to share and it's your testament for another person to um you know to learn from so in closing um of um today's episodes what would you like to tell or educate someone else who's in this um uh position who has covid and fighting it someone who um is already out and someone who is not being careful enough you know what okay. what could uh, you tell them yeah yeah before i get to to answering this uh, question um can i also please talk about the treatment uh, of maybe how i also oh, yes. pulled through in terms of the treatment maybe it can uh, it can help somebody else you okay. know who's already yeah. into who's already inside COVID um, the situation itself yeah so, so um with regards to treatment i um like i said the support of my, my my family so one of the things they used to do um was to give me to to prepare like uh, steaming for me mm. um i used to hear all these things but you know, when I had COVID, I was like, yo, can I, yo, yo, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, also. <laughs> so I was using, <laughs> I was using many, many things. I don't even know what healed me. Honest, I used everything. But yeah, so I did steaming. I don't know what 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 thing on, on all those things, you know, what is it that what really helped? So, but yeah, I'm going to mention all of them. So I used steaming. My dad used to steam. There's, a, there's something called bohom. I think there's another word for it um, in English. Mm-hmm. It's an, they call it something oil, something oil. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot the name, but yeah, bohom. bohom uh, they, it's a tree, a herb tree where they take out leaves and then they... They put it in warm water mm-hmm. uh, and then they had to prepare it on fire because it gets really hot then okay. on the kettle it doesn't really the, the the temperature doesn't get high enough like okay. as my dad said mm-hmm. so yeah they put it in some the a bowl and put that and then put a lot of lemon they cut lemon and put it in then um yeah they put aloe leaves as mm-hmm. well aloe leaves so what yeah so then i would cover myself with the blanket and then we ex- inhale that inhale mm-hmm. that for maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i would sweat you i would sweat sometimes they would even put in bricks hot bricks they make the sh- sound like way 
now the <laughs> they really add a difference it's mm-hmm. i don't know if somebody tries it they will see for themselves but yeah so you you inhale that um you inhale all of that herbs and all that i think it really helps because you 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 unblock it unblocks your nose it unblocks your you know your uh, inhaling stuff like mm-hmm. you get unblocked because it's a respiratory thing if okay. you read about it you know so it does help with that and blocks your senses yeah because okay. i think that was that helped with my my senses mm. and then secondly i used to drink warm water every day maybe three bottle one liter bottles mm. um then inside the warm water i'd put ginger honey um i i i would put even lemon um yeah i would put lemon and just a lot of that and I would drink a lot of water because you do get dehydrated, you get headaches, and you know water is the best for all of those. Mm-hmm. So I drink that, and then yeah, and then I got medication from my doctor because um, I went into I went to consult thinking I've got flu mm. because I had a bit of fever. So I got like flu medication because you know COVID's like also it has flu-like symptoms. Mm. So I I was taking that. So that's why I was saying in the morning I would wake up and drink medication and all that. So that's the medication I'm talking about. So I had um I had something for my head. I had but brufen. I had panado. I had um something to goggle with for my mm. throat. I had a nose or something to what do you call it the a, a sinus, to, yeah, like a sinus sinuses for something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had all of that, and um, I had um, what do you call it, antibiotics as well. Mm. So yeah, I had I, I I was trying everything. <laughs> I was trying everything and keeping warm all the time. Sometimes you get you feel hot, so you start taking off stuff. But oh yeah, so you feel colder than other people would feel colder. So I was just feeling cold all the time. Mm. Um, you know, you always feel so. I would also make sure that I'm warm all the time and mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So back to your question. Yeah. So that was all I was using. So back to your question. What I would like to say. Um. Sorry. Obviously, the 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 main things that they always talk about on TV, which is to always keep keep your mask on it's this thing is real <laughs> this thing is real i never thought i would get it um, as a sports fanatic health fanatic everything <laughs> fanatic that yeah. is health wise for your body i still was able to conduct to, to to contact this um virus yes. so you know sanitizing washing your hands every time right now i take everything as having covered um on it you know if i'm sitting on it if i'm about to use a table i quickly you know put on the sanitizer spray sanitizer wipe it off with with some sometimes even the sanitizer sometimes i feel like doesn't you know wash everything off so i would even put the what do you call it warm water mm. into a bucket or into something and then put on put in soap and then wipe the substance the surface wipe mm. the computer your phone wipe everything before you eat you know wash your hands thoroughly don't i see people when they walk into malls and they walk into when you have the sanitizer there at the door ah they just spray once and then quickly like it's a quick thing they feel like i have been sanitizing since i got into the mall since I, it's for your own good it's mm. for your own good you don't want to lay in your bed for 10 days trust me and your whole life stops you don't want to do that you don't want to have that um everything keep keep don't go out a lot try to be indoors 
treat everything like it has COVID. Treat everyone like they have COVID. Don't ever feel like, ah, this is a safe space. Ah, this is fine. This is my car. I also wear a mask now in my car. Mm. I never used to do that. I always took it off whenever mm. I got into the car. But you never know. Maybe somebody touched my steering wheel. Now I'm touching it. Then I touch my nose. This thing is just so real. It can happen in, in any form of way. So I would just advise people to take it more seriously. And uh, for those who have it, to not be too harsh on yourself, um, to try and put your health first and try to get your healing, you know, yeah. before anything else. So don't focus too much on your work, what you're leaving behind. Hey, people, how many people have died and all that. Try to focus on that, um, on your healing. And then lastly, I, I would really recommend for people to get vaccinated. I think there's some myths and there are still some people who are afraid to be vaccinated and they still people who feel like there are people who die after being vaccinated or oh, vaccination. They put on a chip inside of you, <laughs> uh, vaccination. They want to control us. Mm. There's a lot of myths, like you were saying earlier. I think take that out of your mind and do your own research. Go to your doctor, try to find out as much as you can get vaccinated. The thing about vaccination is that just check if you don't have comorbidities. Mm. And then when you check with that, then you ask your, your doctor, what he, for example, if you have high blood, then uh, your doctor will have to to check if right now is it high or is it fine is it neutral then you can vaccinate it's it, this thing is safe you know for people okay. i mean the reason why i'm saying such is because i have attended a workshop i have been educated about vaccines i am actually a person who's you know we we are part of the people who recruit to get people who to to you know to get vaccinated to get to tell them more information so i have sat with doctors down um doctor you know I, let me not mention yeah people but i have mm. sat down with doctors and i have gotten so get your own um research done don't even check Venice said so or christina says so check for yourself mm. um ask your doctor and yeah at the end of the day it's your choice and just make the right choice for you for everyone around you and yeah so that is it but i'm so grateful to have had shared my story um and i i really love such platforms where you get to express yourself it's also part of my healing yeah. i get to think of it in a good way the, mm -hmm. me having having had COVID because in a good way meaning you get to motivate and inspire people you get yeah. to use that i think at the end of the day with everything that happens in your life it's you at the end who chooses how to take it yeah. so right now as i have survived i i do take this as a platform or as a as a as a way, Jorge, I can share my story now. I can motivate people. I can try and get people or prevent mm -hmm. people to not have it because maybe they will check also on my mistakes or anything like that, and they will not fall into the same traps. Yeah, but thank you so much for such a great platform. Thank you so much for having me, and yeah, thank I am you. really grateful for this. No, thank you for for allowing um, hear me out to hear your story you know, and uh, be able to put it out that it enables, it enables to reach a large specs of people because that's what I would want to for people to do better and be better at their life experiences through other people's journeys, you know, and that's what Hear Me Out is about. So for our viewers, please continue to listen, follow, stream, like Hear Me Out podcast on um, Spotify and on Instagram. Do tell people about it. We are here to let people know 
um, uh, about their journey um, and influence other people on their journeys and we are growing that's just what we're about and um, that's it for today thank you so much for listening we are out thank you thank you and thank you